Welcome to the Normal Nerds Podcast. It's time for our anime review part two of the week. I am your host, Maxwell Cerecia. And I am your host who is severely depressed because of our first anime, Davis Bates. Yes, the first anime on the docket is super depressing. Two-year eternity. Davis, start out with this sad, sad fest. Yeah, um, so we have this new anime, Two-Year Eternity, and it, we, it kicks us off with... This godlike figure, I'm guessing, found has this sphere that just mimics whatever it touches and decides to chuck it into Earth, as any god deity would do. And uh, the sphere comes in contact with the Earth, becomes a rock for a while, and then comes in contact with a dying wolf and takes on the form of that wolf once it dies. And that's not really the sad part. That's just the interesting part. I like that. I thought that was super cool. I love this idea of the sphere, this godlike sphere. I mean, it just, it's going to be very interesting because now we're going we're gonna to start to see stuff with the sphere, like learning and doing things. The sad part uh, starts when, we, when the wolf sphere travels <laughs> along the path the original wolf was on and returns to this young kid who's living in a hut by himself in the middle of this snow-swept wasteland, I want to call it. It's not really a wasteland. It's just sort of, it's a, it's like, like a, it's a tundra, yeah. Um, he's just living in the middle of it, alone, because all of his family decided to leave and go try and find paradise and left him to take care of the old people. And then all those old people died, so he's all by himself. But then his trusted wolf friend returns. Except for it's not really his wolf friend. His wolf died in the snow. This is just the spear. There, there, begin, there begins the depression. Like, this kid's so happy to see this wolf come back <laughs> that he calls Joan or Joanne, however you want to call it. The, it just, it's dead. It's not really the wolf. So, that just, it kicks off the depression of the show ahead of time, but... I got past that very fast because the kid is so cool and nice, but uh, yeah, it just kind of gets rough from here. Yeah, when Joan, his wolf, comes back, first thing I thought was he's like, oh, you're finally back. It's, only, it's been two months. And my first thought was like, holy shit, dude, you've been alone for two months. Mm-hmm. That sounds terrible that does sound awful that's I... so sad you're by yourself and you're yeah. so lighthearted. yeah he was like he had, he had such a heart of gold like the world couldn't knock him down he was doing a great job and then i've obviously he was designed to make us love him he was designed and he did his job but before we keep diving into the depression a little bit i want to talk a little bit about the spear since i just quickly glossed over the fact that a god threw it into the world and it's just there i think it's uh gonna make a very interesting point of the show because the show is about this fear learning and experiencing stuff and this god is just it wants to see what it's going to do and he's in the background narrating the entire time but what i immediately liked about it is when it took on the form of the wolf it immediately healed that's i think it's gonna be very interesting to get into as the show goes on like say this fear gets into fights it's gonna get hurt and then it's gonna heal in front of all these people and then i'm bringing it to hold this is the sphere a god situation it's gonna be something of a mess and i am really pumped to see that yeah this show has so much mystery to it already which it's only the first episode so but but like i just like the idea of like what they're going with it's just so seems original and interesting and 
It's almost like kind of like slime, but not. Yeah, um, <laughs> honestly. And it kicked off so fast. Very like, fast. Just like, Very it, fast. In the first five minutes, we get this, not even five minutes, first like three minutes, we get the entire backstory of this sphere and the basis for the show. And then we're meeting this kid with the heart of gold, whose oh, wolf is dead. Yes. An but absolute heart of gold. Continuing on with the show, uh, the kid we find out is... He's there all alone because his family left to go find paradise, and he has finally decided to go and follow them. Really depressing because this kid is super happy and nice and just wants to be around his family again, and he's just talking to this wolf the entire time. And so he decides to set out from his quiet little home in the middle of the tundra and takes the wolf with him. And they set out to go try and figure out where his family went and try to rejoin them. He thinks he has to get to the mountains, he'll find paradise. And he starts going, he starts finding road markers, and it's going great and super nice. And then we start to go down when the kid uh, falls into a frozen river. Gets super wet and gets an insanely bad wound on his leg. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, when I saw that, it's like, oh no, that's really bad. I was like, I, this kid might die now, but I'm pretty sure he's the main point of the show. But then, yeah. I, all the trailers I saw for this show, that kid's in them. Yeah. So I thought this is a tiger show. We don't really research our anime too much before we watch them. Not we in just, the slightest. Which we just like look at like PVs and whatnot yeah. and see what we think looks good. But. That kid seemed like he was going to be the main character of the show, mm-hmm. honestly, besides the spear there. And when he's traveling and gets his, you know, the leg cut and all that kind of stuff, look terrible. He's wet. It's freezing. He's getting frostbite slowly the frostbite entire time. Slowly. I'm like, you know what? The kid's going to make it. I'm yeah. like, he's definitely going to make it. I'm pretty sure he's like the main character. The sphere thing is going to whip out some weird power that we don't know about. And he's going to get saved. Nope. <laughs> Not even close. The As the show goes on, the kid just keeps suffering more on this terrible, terrible journey until he fi- gets the end of his road markers and finds the spot where his entire family, and this isn't like five people, this is like uh, yeah. a 20-some clan of people, where they perished on the road, and the kid breaks down, he's super sad, and... It hurts me, even though I've only known this kid for the span of 15 (laughs) minutes. I'm like, oh, man, that's terrible. He decides to go back, and he picks up. He gets his lighthearted spirit back again. But at this point, we're all pretty sure it's like, ooh, this kid might die. Mm -hmm. As he starts to trudge back to uh, the place where he left, his hovel of a home. The wolf is dre- is pulling him on as it goes, showing the sphere has like some sort of, like has this its own sentience and connection to the world, which I really liked. I liked seeing that because it wasn't just for the a lot of part of the show. It just seemed like the sphere was sort of mimicking what a regular wolf would do, which is what it does. It reflects the it's surface of the person of what it comes what do, in, comes yeah. in contact with. But it also was starting to show. I liked how it started showing like some more intelligence as mm-hmm. it went on, especially with the eating situation where yeah, it completely mimic like kid eats that shows that he has to eat the fish and the dog mimics it completely mm-hmm. and i thought that was really cool yeah that was cool i like how the sphere there had shown it has a emotions like it had a feeling towards this kid it has it has some sort of sentience in the world it's yes. not just an endless repeater 
Yes. And I, and it, I liked how it showed that it cared for this kid. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It didn't fully on care, obviously, when you get to the ending there. Kind of just like, oh, the kid's dead, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but it cared enough. It wanted him to come back and everything like that. But, you know, the show's super depressing because <laughs> it's a lighthearted, fun little kid. And he's awesome. And no negativity in the world. Even though, except when he first finds his family, like, dead, he... He breaks down, he but breaks he, down, he bounces, but he he over, bounces he back. He bounces back, yeah. He gets over it. Yeah, pretty well for yeah. just finding out your entire family's dead. But then he gets, yeah, so whatever. Then we get to the point where he's back at his home and he's suffering. And I don't know. I don't know about you. This entire time this was happening, I was like, Wolf, you're magic. Yes. Do something. Yes, I was like, just do, do something. something. You're I clearly, know. I was like, you're clearly going to do something. Yeah. That's how these, all these magic yeah. things work. That's pretty much, that's the gist of it. It's like, come on, do something. Like, be magic. I thought for sure when the kid was on his final death row and he's, like, sitting in the chair, the wolf's going to come up to him and is like, and nudge his hand and he's going to be fine. He's going to, like, transfer some healing power to him or something. No, that doesn't happen. The kid just says, like, some depressing thing. I don't remember what it was. I was, I was so hurt right at that point. And then he just dies. The kid straight up dies in the chair. Yeah. Straight up dies. And it was like, I don't know. That straight was, that was super gruesome. Like, I, I'm... I'm we have two anime right now that are super dark and gruesome, and it's this one apparently, and yeah, Joran, yeah. who is insane, which is much dark, which is a much darker show. But like this show, just when the kid was dying and his head just flops forward, he yes, falls out of the chair. Yes. It's like, oh, that's oh, I know, like that's how death works. But like this is anime, can we have a much more nicer death? Like, couldn't he just die in his bed or something? He's such a nice kid. I know, dude. I such know, a nice kid. Uh, the wolf had been trying to get him up the entire time. It was literally like. The wolf that I thought had no sentience, I didn't really, like, I just thought it was like, I felt, I felt bad it was replacing his wolf. I started to care for this fear, caring for the kid, and it was like, oh my god, just do something. So, the kid dies, and the wolf takes its form, takes his form. I'm wondering if this has, like, if that's how this works. So, when the sphere first comes to Earth, it hits a rock and transforms into that exact mm-hmm. rock. But when he when it transformed into the wolf, the wolf died touching it, and then it took the form of the wolf. Yeah, and then it didn't take the form of the kid, even though it come into contact with kid until after the kid died. So maybe that's sort of like it takes on the form of the dead thing. Like maybe it has to be the inanimate thing that it's touching, you know, or like the non sentient thing. Mm -hmm. That's why I could just do the rock and stuff. Yeah, that's what that's what it seemed like. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it seemed like. I was I was thinking about that, but. Also, the animation style on the wolf turning into the kid was phenomenal in my it was, mind. Yeah, it was almost like it felt like Studio Ghibli almost the way like it was just it was like bubbling and flowing like this that. This show does have a very Studio Ghibli vibe. Yeah, it exactly. Does. It does. That's a good point. So I like I enjoyed that, but then I'm gonna love the story. I think because I love mm-hmm. the I already love the premise of it is the so the wolf takes on the form of the boy and its eyes change color so it has the wolf's eyes still so it like maintains a piece of whatever whatever it was before i like i guess that but then it sets out into the world to experience thing like the kid wanted to do yes and i'm just like oh god damn it if that's not a great start to a story in my mind mm-hmm. i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be a really good one i'm really excited for it it's definitely a change of pace from like you know all the fun punchy action stuff we've been <laughs> watching lately so i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a good one yep Utter, we're gonna go from fun punchy to utterly depressing. Utterly depressing. You see, the, you saw the trailer for the next episode, though, right? Yes, yes, Where it's like yes. this little girl whose dream it is to grow up and be an adult gets chosen to be a sacrifice. Yeah, I was like, holy shit! All right, show. Yeah, all right, like, all right. Yeah, go. we're just gonna 
wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, there. I really don't need two punches in the face. Yeah, well, now I'm like, she probably is going to be Yeah, sacrificed. she probably will die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this whole thing's going to be a her about, like, coming to grips with being a sacrifice. Yeah. I don't know. This is going to yeah. be a mess. Yeah. Knowing this, I don't know this show, but knowing the first episode, wouldn't be surprised. This was, I will say this was a very good, this is a very... This is the first episode that hooked me like immediately. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about in the past, like first episodes are they're good and they can make or break the anime, but they can also do things where it's like they can get you a slightly interested in the anime and the other like with you and Joran, the uh, next to like the next two episodes like shirted it up for you yes. and you were ready to watch it and everything. Yes. This show, I just like this thing. Came, it came out swinging hard. I'm just like I was I was hooked immediately. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. easily. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. But now for our next anime, which. At the moment, see, well, this episode made it a little less depressing, but at the moment <laughs> seemed a little depressing. Megalobox Season 2, Episode 2, Davis. All right, yes. I'm actually really excited to start talking about this show. I am a big fan of Megalobox. I love the first season, and I'm really interested to see how the second season is going to go. So this is pretty much a pickup from the last episode where Joe, in the first episode where Joe was... Super depressed, on drugs, fighting in these matches that are essentially beneath him in my mind. <laughs> now we're... It picks up again pretty quickly. Joe is still in the outer wasteland areas around the city, trying to be nomad and everything. And then this kid, who is this punk kid, essentially, and has all of his punk friends, steal Joe's bike, which... I don't know. I Like, I just... I feel like I saw the guy that got off that bike and then walked into the store. I was like, ah, I'm not going to mess with you. It, Joe's not like some like old biker dude who looks like he can only like walk like five feet at a time. This is his <laughs> retirement bike and everything. No, Joe looks like he could beat the shit out of me regardless. I know he's in his weakened state or something right now because he's on drugs, but the man still has muscle for days and is an active Megalobox fighter. Yeah. Like I just, he just is intimidated, intimidation incarnate right now. That's because they're little, little douchebags. No, he was, yeah, that kid was so stupid for, first off, the kid didn't know how to ride the bike. He starts it up and just hops on and got lucky. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know, I would just, I would not steal from that guy. If I saw anyone ride up with a bike and it's like, I see Joe get off a bike and then I see, you know, some old guy get off a bike. It's like, I'm going to go for the old guy. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to deal with Joe today. I'm just going to wait for my next chance. Like, not dealing with that nonsense. Well, it was a big mistake by that kid. So. Oh, it was a huge mistake because, of course, Joe found him. Yeah, of course. Like, why wouldn't he? <laughs> uh, Joe finds him in the abandoned amusement park and grabs him. Good on Joe for not beating the living shit out of that kid immediately. And just straight up intimidates his punk ass friends to run away. I love. I, I'm a big fan of glares in anime. I, I love when they just like mm-hmm. when a character is so intimidating they just like look at another character and they're just like, oh, that, we're done. Yep, didn't even need to fight this. Your pure masculinity, strength, fear, <laughs> nonsense just yep. scared me away completely. And I wish I had. I wish I had even an ounce of the uh, intimidation that man has. That would be nice. That would be nice. He's a pretty. I mean, even in his like hobo looking nomad state <laughs> he still is super intimidating oh yeah 100%. yeah he definitely looks like he could punch my face off yeah he's an active megalobox fighter and i don't know i like the i like the way they're sort of going with this season it's 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 super different from last season that's why I, I really like that i know i know joe he was he was uh, uh junk dog or junkyard dog whatever his you know fixed fighting name was and he Spent a lot of time in this like these slummed areas because the disparity between the rich and the poor is insane in this show. Insane. Um, 
and it was interesting to see him come back here and have to deal with all of this and his own. And he, I think he went back to where he was comfortable because he's dealing with, after this, after this episode, it looks like he's dealing with the death of Pops, his coach, who was a great character in the first season. It looks like he was dealing, like he's trying to deal with that. And so he goes back to the spot where he's comfortable, these lower end fights in this wasteland area around yeah, the city. Backwater area. And I thought that was, I think that's super interesting and awesome to see. But on top of that, it's, I don't, it's, it's, a, I feel it's going like to be like a redemption arc for Joe. But also, it's going to be him trying to help these underprivileged peoples, I guess. That, so the refugees or the immigrants, I think they call it immigrants actually. The immigrants that he, that <laughs> the kid that stole his bike belongs to these immigrants and they're, living in this abandoned amusement park and there seems like they're just getting by and everything. And the kid's mother, Marla seems pretty cool. Cause she just slaps her kid in the face after she found out he stole again. And <laughs> she's a babe. Oh, she is a total babe. That woman does not look like she has a kid. That kid looks like he's like 13 or 14. No, I know. She does not look like she had a kid no, at all. Like, no. she, first of all, she doesn't look like she had a kid ever. Yeah. And then it looks like she does not look like she could be a mom to that kid. But this is also anime. Yeah, that's true. But, she, could, um, she could be 105. She literally could be 105. <laughs> but yes, total, total babe. I like that. I liked I liked her mentality around it. It was like, I will fix this, but or the kid will fix this, and I'll make sure it's all done right. Mm-hmm, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Sorry that he's an idiot. And I just, I liked how they took him in and they were nice to him because they're also, you know, they're immigrant people who apparently seen a lot of disparity, like even more disparity than the regular amount that exists in this area. Yeah, it seems pretty sure. And they took him in, they're nice to him. I liked that a lot. I thought that was very cool and a nice way to show, you know, how people are still good people even without, yeah. you know, even if they're in super poverty. <laughs> it's like a classic. They've actually done this before where the hero becomes a washed up person and the only thing that can bring him back through that is the loving hearts of the downtrodden yep they do that a lot yeah yeah, they do it a lot and i think this looks like it's gonna go in a really great path with that i agree they do that a lot and you know i'm a sucker for it every single time yeah no i think (laughs) me too me too and i think this looks like a really good version of it yeah Uh, so far just the way it's building and everything and I love the characters and how shitty the rich guy looks with this stupid know, he looks fucking awful. dog. He, looks like he, just, just, he uh, just whips out the frou-frou dog, too. It's like, wow, yeah. you're really just driving this one home, too. This guy is utter garbage, isn't he? What a bunch of assholes, too. They have play music on top of their car. It's like, what? what is what, what are you, like, warning people yeah. you're coming? Like, <laughs> Yeah. We can it's, all not see even it. like, it's not even like they're playing it loud. They're playing the music out of their car yes, they have yes, speakers yes. on the outside it's like all right this is insanely tacky to begin with yes. and just like what are you doing like this is not even intimidating anymore this is just you playing music mm-hmm. i liked when like the rich guy shows up and everything and how the people of i think i don't think there was a name for it but i think i think the area is called my casa su casa yeah, they literally have a yeah, title that casa, but casa, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna call them the immigrant group yeah I like that. We were actually, when we were watching it, we were talking about how it was like a big thing. It's like, Bacasa su casa. It means like, my home is your home, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't the, cla- the classic yeah, Spanish yeah, line yeah. that everyone yes, knows. Yes. But I was wondering if like in Japan, like it's not as big because like we live right, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, you know, Espanol is like a, the second language in the United yeah, States. Yeah, it's a very big thing here. Yeah. So I wonder if like, they're like, Bacasa su casa. We're like, oh, how like great of a line yeah. this is but it's like such a normal line yes it really is yeah. yeah it's like oh what an exotic line yeah. it's like oh yeah i've been saying that since i was five years old like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i've heard it all the time everywhere but <laughs> i like when the rich guy shows up 
well, not the rich guy shows up, but like his like cronies there uh-huh. who are dressed like they're construction workers, even though they're doing zero construction. They're just putting yeah. up a fucking sign. They really are. <laughs> <laughs> and this chief guy, you know, that he fought in the first episode, yep. who right now his name is Chief. They have not given this character a name yet. No. I, I was very surprised. We were uh, we spent a little bit of time actually before we st- we like started this episode trying to figure out what his name was, and every website just came back Chief, and I was like, okay, guess he's just Chief. <laughs> but he's the gentleman who beat Joe in a fixed well, not beat Joe, lost to Joe in a fixed fight, and then beat him in the parking lot uh, in the first episode. And I I really enjoyed the dynamic, like the dynamic his character brings right now because. I thought this. I thought this guy was being utter scumbag. Like I really did. Like after the first episode, he was just like, "Oh, you you participate in fixed fights." We all like the show told us this was bad. So yeah, fixed yeah. fights are bad. Why'd you do this? You're like a scumbag, just like the other guy scumbags that fix these fights. And he's not. He's, he's really not. Money, man. He's trying to get money to uh, like pay for the land to save his family and friends and all this. His whole his whole group, and and he has a really good message too. Just like Joe. Stop doing drugs. Like, don't do drugs, kids. It's bad for you. Yeah, <laughs> drinking alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the drugs he's doing are worse. But yes, like, you know. yes, that's true. Yes, yeah, he's doing a lot of painkillers and stuff. But what I really like that his character brings is that he's talking about the dream that Gearless Joe, Gearless Joe, created in the first season, because the first season it was no one thought Joe was ever going to win anything, and. Hell, Joe didn't think. I, I don't even know if Joe thought he was going to get I can't remember all the way, but I don't even know if Joe knew if he was going to make it all the way. And they they really, the first. You know, I'm just glad that the message of the first season actually meant something and pervaded into the world around them that you can fight your way to the top. It's a possibility. And I don't know. I just really like that this, I really like how they're capitalizing on this idea and moving it into the world. Yeah, I like it a lot too. I also like that it seems, I mean, Joe's already done with the drugs, which. That might not be true. I was actually thinking about that. He might have a relapse, which would be he, good. In the first episode, he tried to like throw away the drugs a few times, and he ended up having to keep going back to them. So. so he might have a relapse. But it looks like they might be hinting at that he's going to be training chief. Which I think would be, I think be I cool. Think he transitions into a... Yeah. yeah. He transitioned into what his old coach Pops did for him. He's going to transition to that. I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. As much as I want to see Joe fight right back to the top again and win another Megalomania. Or Megalobot. Meglo megalomania I, I, sorry folks i can't remember what it was called megalo boxing tournament extraordinaire whatever the, <laughs> whatever the beginning whatever the show is titled after boxing yes i think that would be i think be, that'd be super cool for us. that'd be super cool progression for his character yes. from the first season i would totally agree with you i think it'd be really cool just yes we want to see joe fight a ton but i think it's like a really good way to make that character who's downtrodden yeah and I think it'd be cool too because I always love when that character who who becomes like the trainer uh-huh. and like you know when he gets back to like the when he gets like he trains this guy to get a little higher up and all the rich people are like what whoa he's got yeah. Gillis Joe training him like, what yeah and get out like, of here he's back bitches fucking yeah. losers <laughs> and we don't see we see we like have seen stuff like this in the anime but never when it's I I'm sure Joe I'm sure the focus will stay on Joe and like he'll be the main character because Joe has to because he is the main character and he has to work through all this other stuff. But I would love to see him actually be just that guy, the trainer, while this chief fights for something like that. Or I'd even like to see if he moves that like if 
he helped uh, Chief wants to move in Megalomania, so he probably has to stick with him throughout the entirety of the season. But I would be cool with the idea of Joe help this guy win, and then we move on to another character of the season where Joe ha- trains that guy and then progresses on forward. I think he'll stay with Chief the entire yeah, time. It's gonna be with Chief. Uh, but I think that'd be cool. I just think for the idea for future seasons. How about that? Yeah, where he's, yeah, he's the yeah. he's the oh, wandering yeah. trainer now. I'd love that. That'd be so cool. Yeah, has his own gearless Joe Jim or something. I think that'd be awesome, and I really want to see. I'm just, I'm oh, so pumped. Especially if it's like the first episode made me very depressed because there really did not have any brightness in it at all. I was like, "Whew, you're really playing on me loving Megalobox from the first season." Keep watching this, aren't you? Because it was just like it sucked. It was like the character was Gearless Joe was beaten down to no end. His life sucked, and. It was just like dark and depressing. This episode was light and happy, and he gets rid of drugs, and he's gonna try and help this guy train. It's gonna be so good. Awesome. So I'm very pumped to see how this move on, and I really want to see what goes on with Joe's backstory. Why he's seeing pops in his mm-hmm. like nightmares, basically. Yes, I think it's gonna be a very, very good season. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of intensity, which the mm-hmm. first season was super intense. So. Thank you, Normal Nerd Nation, for listening and maybe even watching another podcast episode. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, and Instagram. Davis is always posting hilarious memes on there. Also, like and subscribe while you're at it. And leave a rating if you have some time. It helps people find the show.